Hello, music fans. This is Keith Music Man Hanlick on the Final on Vinyl podcast. And tonight we have Lynn Trudeau, a very extraordinary piano player, and she'll be releasing her new album, Reflection, on June 10th. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Thanks for coming on board tonight. I appreciate it. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks so much for taking some time to talk to me today. Absolutely. So I really enjoyed your new album, and uh, hopefully that was reflected, no pun intended, (laughs) in my review. Um, Reflection, um, the the cover itself is beautiful uh, with the northern lights and the reflection off of the the water and the mountains and everything, and kind of paints a picture for you before you start listening, I think, you know, and uh, usually what I like to find out about artists when we talk is, you know, when did it all start for you? Um, what were some of your influences and what led you to this particular release? So I'm sure you have a lot to say about all that. Oh, yeah. I, have, um, I started, my my music really began in my early childhood. I had been pestering my parents for a piano. I, I really wanted to learn to play the piano and they insisted we didn't have room and all kinds of other excuses only to find out that they were in the process of buying me a piano to surprise me. And, uh, and unfortunately I ruined the surprise when the phone rang and I answered it and it was the piano movers calling to confirm the delivery of the piano. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then from there, it just kind of took off. Uh, Pretty much music was, was just everything to me um, in in my youth. I I had a a room full of so many instruments, saxophone, flute, clarinet, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, a bass guitar, just many, many instruments I was uh, learning how to play, most of which I was getting uh, lessons for, but then there were a bunch later on that I just kept picking them up and my parents kept finding them everywhere for me from family friends and things that had an instrument laying around and they'd say, well, I'm sure Lynn would love to learn to play that and they would bring it home. Um, So they were huge supporters of my music from a very, very early age. And then kind of fast forward um, into adulthood and, you know, life, life is what life is. And sometimes you have plans to go one direction and something better comes along, and for a time, it became raising a family. And then as my kids got older and left the nest, I re-picked up all kinds of musical interest again and uh, kind of took it from there. And now, all these many years later, I've got, this will be my eighth album coming out. Wow. So what did you like listening to um, while you were learning to play the piano? Where are you taking your cues from? You know, I, my, my love of classical music was very strong, and I had my first uh, piano instructor was very much into wanting me to develop um, and work on a lot of the classics. But then as, um, as my lessons progressed and my skills progressed, I would... I would then bring music to my lessons and say, can I learn to play this or can I learn to play that? And so she was just wonderful about supplementing 
um, and, and giving me a really wide range of, you know, popular, classical, um, some, a little bit of jazz, although that wasn't her forte, so it's not something I'm particularly strong in either. Although I was in, uh, I was in a couple of different jazz groups in high school on the saxophone, but not on the piano. Ah. So is uh, Trudeau your given name or your married name? That's my married name. Yes, that's uh, yeah, and and yes, it is a uh, a relation. We call him Uncle Pierre. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I in the daytime I work for a Canadian company and uh, I love talking to them and there's certain things that they say um, that I know that gives away that they're Canadian. They say out and they say different things. Yes. You can tell, you know, they have that little accent in there. So. I was just curious yeah. to see if yeah. that that's where you came from, but okay. Yeah, I, well, I'm actually from northern Minnesota, is where I was where I grew up, and my husband is from northern Michigan. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, we we have a lot of those people will hear us speaking, and they will ask us if we're from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So your so your eighth album, um, wow, that's a a lot of releases, and what's making this one different than the one before? Well, I said the um, kind of the idea behind this album was um, I had uh, back in early 2021, um, I had been found myself in intensive care and was uh, was diagnosed with a chronic illness and. And that was kind of a, uh, a whole life-changing, needed to really kind of go back and reevaluate a lot of what was going on, how I was spending my time, kind of reprioritizing and reflecting is really kind of then where the album came from, is all of the music was written after I got out of the hospital. And as I was kind of going through and just reevaluating my life and re-looking at everything, and and each one of the each one of the tracks on the album really reflects that time of walking through all of that. Wow. So maybe I wasn't too off base to feel what I felt about some of that sadness and emotion that I felt then. I'll be done. Yeah, I I was I was really you know, I mean I never you don't want people to be sad, but it definitely I think music really communicates a lot of emotion. Um, at least I always try to communicate whether it's joy or whether it's, you know, I'm having a moment where I'm feeling a little sad or a little melancholy myself. And, and so it was very rewarding for me to hear that you were, it was being coming through in the music for you and it was kind of taking you down your own path of reflection. Absolutely. That's what it was. Yeah. I know a lot of people read my reviews and they, they they think maybe it's a lot of fluff or whatever, but it's definitely a connection that I have. And I, all I'm trying to do is express how it's making me feel, what I think the artist is trying to say. And it just, it's like the flow of a river, listening to the the music and going track by track. And, and I'm writing about it as I go along. And that's just the way I, I do things, so... But I'm yeah. glad and you appreciated it, and uh, hope you get a lot more. Did. Too. Yeah. 
<laughs> and well, and, and of course, that final track on the album is then deliberately and strategically was put there for celebration is that after going through and doing all of that reflection is to then be able to come through all of that and still recognize how much joy there is to life and how much there is, um, you know, all the things to look forward to and to just really celebrate every moment. Right. Uh, I definitely keyed in on that. You know, like I said, it was uplifting in many ways and a great way to close it out after going through all those emotions. It's like, ah, made it to the end here and now we can celebrate, right? That's great. (laughs) I love that. So what are your plans now going forward besides, you know, promoting the new album? Uh, Is this, are you tied up in all of that type of uh, music business that, that goes into that with the promotion for the next few months for the summer or do you just let other people take the, the reins and go with it and start recording again? How is your process go usually? Uh, well, I, I work very closely with uh, Sherry Finzer at Higher Level Media, and, uh, and she handles a lot of the radio promotion um, and handles many of those types of things. But I also do, um, I'm pretty, pretty involved in doing a lot of the promotion also. And we kind of have our, after this many albums of working together, we kind of each have our roles as to where we're working on the different promotion aspects of it. And that will be a lot of, a lot of uh, May and June and into July will be into that. And then it will time, be time to go back into the recording studio and start recording Christmas music. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Have you done a Christmas album before? I do have a Christmas album that I released uh, back in 2015, oh, okay. and I am in the process of, of finishing off. I've been releasing Christmas tracks every year as singles, and then I'm going to be bundling them together, and then the second half of that album will then be all released at one time, and then I'm not sure if it'll come out this year or if it will end up sliding to next year, but that is definitely on the plans and then I've been doing in the last couple of years I've been branching out from solo piano into doing collaborations with some different artists um, some that live here locally near me in Idaho and and some that are based in Arizona and in some other areas around the country oh great it's great to collaborate and you get on the same wavelength and magic happens right Oh, it is. It's just such a wonderful thing. I'm always very, it's just so wonderful when you, when you can kind of brainstorm an idea for um, a piece of music and you've got very little that you started off with as an idea and then as you go back and forth with another artist and they add on to what you've done and then you add on to what they're doing and pretty soon you've got this uh, this piece of music that just kind of sprung from your two minds. It's really wonderful. It's definitely a very special spiritual thing, I think, that happens with all that. And one of the things that is of great interest to me, and I'm sure to other people, is um, I know being an indie artist is much harder than being a major label artist that has a multi-million dollar contract 
it's, you know, a lot of do-it-yourself things. And most of us have daytime jobs, and uh, this is what we do on our off hours. And um, I know that's been my situation for 20 or more years, but most of the indie artists I talk to are in that situation. Uh, some are, are fortunate, and they're able to support themselves through their music. And besides, you know, the Spotify streams and all the other platforms out there that generate a uh, small amount of income, from what I understand, do you, uh, how do you do with your CDs when they go out? Do you, you know, do you break even? Does it put a little money back into the coffers so you can make the next album? I mean, how does that usually work out for you? You know, it, I, I've been very fortunate um, in that uh, when, by, when I decided to jump into being a full-time musician, uh, it was after having had a successful teaching studio. And my husband retired from electrical engineering, and we've been able to support ourselves um, without needing initially needing any kind of income from the music. Um, and But... Through now album eight coming out, it is wonderful how I feel very fortunate as an independent artist that I've gotten to this place where the music is self-sustaining and it provides us with a little bit of income. And I mean, so it really is wonderful that I I haven't needed to, because I I have so much great respect for those musicians that are doing a a full-time day job and then doing their music. So that. I've been very fortunate I haven't needed to do that. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear that. And having somebody there to support you like a husband you can depend on and a professional in that line of work, just, I'm sure it really made a difference for you as well. Well, and it is. And he, because when he retired, he transitioned from being an electrical engineer and took all of his knowledge of, of electronics and technology and he is now my he is my sound engineer, and he does all my recordings, <laughs> which is wonderful. So we get to do that's this great. together. You're definitely a, a team, that's for sure. Yes, it is. It's wonderful to have a spouse that can do this with me and, and carries through. Uh, you know, he normally comes to and runs my concerts for me when I do concerts, and you know, oh, he, wow. he's just... Yeah, he's just fantastic. We've really had a great time doing this. It's allowed us to do some travel, and that's just all been wonderful. Well, that's an immense amount of savings right there, everything you just talked about. And, you know, putting yourself out there is hard enough than to put your music in somebody else's hands and have them set everything up for you and having to count on them and follow through and all of that. I mean, that could be an absolute nightmare. You think you know somebody and you trust them and things go sideways and it's like you have to start all over again, you lose money, and that kind of thing happens a lot, not just in music, right? I mean, it's, it's life. Yeah. It, you know? it is. I, I've just been so fortunate to have some really incredible people around me who have mentored me and guided me and really kind of pointed me in the right direction as I've been doing this for the last, well, 2015 is when I released my debut album, so all these years now of being able to just build things up and have these wonderful mentoring musicians and artists and family and friends who have been so supportive. So when are you going to put something on vinyl? This is the final on vinyl podcast after all. 
<laughs> oh, I know. I, you know, I would love, I, I obviously, I am of a certain age that I grew up listening to vinyl <laughs> before all the technology. Um, and I, you know, I would love to do that. I, I'm, and I, I kind of looked at it and, and tried to decide if it's something that would work. And you never know. That is definitely something I'd like to do in the future. Well, I think you could do as many as uh, 200 in one, one, one shot or 500, you know, and, you know, offer a pre-sale. It's almost like a, a crowdfunding or GoFundMe thing. You do the pre-sale and everything's paid for, and then you can go and produce what you set out to produce, 200 or 500 copies, however it is you want to do it. There's a lot of different ways to approach it, but uh, it just sounds so much better. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable how much better the LP sounded. Uh, it just, I don't know what I was thinking when I was listening to digital and CDs all those years, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. It is definitely, I think, I'm very interested to see if it does really become big again and if that becomes the direction that everybody well, starts to head. It has become huge. And i got to tell you that last year, for the first time in, I think it was last year, first time in 30 years where LP sales beat CD sales. Wow. So there you go. And I see it all the time now with artists. They have the pre-sales and colored vinyl and all kinds of configurations and packages to offer. You know, uh, there's all kinds of things you could do. And you'd be surprised how successful these artists are. They sell out months ahead of time. Everything's sold. It's just amazing. Well, I will so, definitely be looking into that some more. You've, you've re-sparked my interest. <laughs> Well, that's good. So, Lynn, what would you tell people that have never listened to your music before? What would you tell them? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I would, I would tell them to, to really, uh, when you sit and listen to all, uh, most instrumental music, but I really try to capture this in, in mind specifically, is try to hear the story. Listen to the music and try to hear the story that is being told because music is one of those art forms that I, I believe if it's done if it's done properly or if it if it's given its place to breathe, it really will tell you a story. It'll tell you a story about not just the artist who's created the story, but hopefully has captured a much larger story and, and to just sit and listen to instrumental music that way. And specifically, I know that that's always my goal when I'm creating something is I try to give it an interesting title that try, starts to get your brain going in the right direction as to mm. what the song is going to be about and then to hopefully capture that feeling of what it is. I'm, so if I'm writing about the wind going through the aspen trees that you can hear that, or if I'm writing about the rain falling down, like in what the rain said, that you can feel that you can, it sets you into that place where you can hear the story that I'm trying to tell. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause you just validated my entire existence as a writer in the new age genre. You just said it all. Cause that's exactly oh, what 
do. I, I, I hear the story. I relate to it. I, I let the music put me where it needs to, to put me and, and make me feel. And I'm sure I'm not unique. There's plenty of people out there just like me that do the same thing, and that's why they love your music. So thank you oh, for the music so and your time tonight. And uh, we'll get this interview out there and add it to your review. All right. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so very much. I really enjoyed our talk. So did I, Lynn. Thank you. Take care. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.